So, how are you all doing this fine Easter day? All right, yeah, feeling it. There we are, that's good. We've got, we've got a good yes in the room there. Who got some eggs today? Yeah, all few of you got some eggs, nice. How many eggs? How many eggs did you get? Chris, how many eggs did you get? Just the one? That's all right. It's okay. Loads. What number is loads? You have no idea. I think maths would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Maths would be a lot easier if you could just write loads as the answer all the time. You know what I mean? What sense of the answer is loads? Oh, very good. You got it right. Um, right, so are we all good? You're happy. You're looking happy. Even though you've got masks on, there's a happy flavour in the room today. Whatever a flavour is. Anyway, there we go. Um, so, did anyone save me any eggs? I should have asked, actually. No. I don't know. Sorry, I'm off. <laughs> That's me finished. <laughs> um, here's a question. Maybe more for adults, but I don't know. Have you ever won? I'm sorry, have you ever received a phone call? I should say, have you ever received a phone call where someone has told you you've won a holiday or something like that? Has anyone ever had one of them phone calls? Yeah? Yeah, a few of you? Yeah. I've had, I've, I have won, literally, loads of holidays over my life. Won. I say it like that. I've won loads. Lots of people have rung me up saying, you've won a holiday. Um, and unfortunately, um, I, I, I've never claimed any of them, actually, because I, I just, quite frankly, don't believe them. Um, and I think our natural default when we hear something outrageous is to reject it, isn't it? I'm going to show a video and then uh, we'll have a quick look more about where I'm going with this in a second. This is a chat show from Jerusalem, 33 AD. I begin this year by announcing the incredible news that Jesus of Nazareth may allegedly have appeared numerous times around the region today. Seems a little far-fetched to me. Anywho, we're going to be talking to a few of the main players tonight in Jerusalem Channel 1 special. And a warm Easter welcome to Rob the Pharisee. So, what do you make of all these sightings? Pack of lies, really. I mean, Jesus is dead and so is religion. I'm glad to see the back of all this thing. You seem touchy. I am not Tetchy. He does look Tetchy. I am not Tetchy. Are you worried that he's really risen? No, 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 not at all. It's impossible, really. Okay, whatever you say, Rob. Let's bring in a real big name now who might be able to tell us a little bit more. I'm really excited to welcome our new guest, Pontius Pilate. Hello, got your hands clean yet? You can never get the dirt off, can you? So how did a huge stone get rolled away when it took several people to move it in the first place? Well, um, I'm not really supposed to say too much. You want to spill the beans? The disciples did it, it's obvious. Even if it's true, what difference does it make? It's not like Jesus is coming back to life to affect me. Wow, this guy has a few skeletons in his closet. Let's bring in someone who can help, the Apostle Peter. <laughs> Welcome, sit down. So, still denying Jesus then? No, not anymore. Uh, me, myself, and a lot of other people have seen Jesus all over Jerusalem. No, what? No, no, no! What are you doing? No! Fake news! People will not remember oh. the name Jesus five years from now! How did you move the stone? I didn't move the stone! Me, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we all saw him, we had a conversation with him. He did not just defeat the fear of the Roman 
Dragons, but death itself. All of them? Well, I'm not sure what to think anymore. People have been in darkness and despair for years. But if this is real, this brings hope and a future, eternal life for everyone who accepts it. Exactly! Thanks for joining us on a night of high drama here in Jerusalem. They did a great job, didn't they? That's, uh, that was all done by the youth again, so well done for that. Thank you very much. Acted and edited and all the rest of it. So better than I can do, certainly. Um, so in, the, in that video we just watched, um, we, um, we basically watched the interviewer starting off by saying they didn't, they didn't know, she didn't know what to believe, or she didn't know, actually, whether it was a load of rubbish, the whole kind of allegedly. But after interviewing some people, she wasn't sure exactly what to think. She was in two minds now. There were, two, there were people saying one thing, there were people saying another. Was it real or was it all made up? That was the question. It's still the question now, really. And her question at the time was, was Jesus really again? If it is just fake news, as was mentioned there, then we can ignore it completely. Yeah, is that fair? If it's completely made up, it's a load of rubbish, then that is absolutely something. If it is true, then it changes everything and it challenges everything. And the question, therefore, is how can we tell? Which one is it? In all of the stories that we read after the resurrection, we see that Jesus made himself real to people. We see that Jesus actually made himself tangible to them. So when Jesus showed himself to the disciples, we see that they went through a huge transformation. They started off... Well, just prior to the crucifixion, when Jesus was arrested, they were cowards, weren't they? Yeah, they ran away. They legged it. They fled. Peter denied him three times. Not once, three times. Um, so obviously they were not that brave at the time. They acted like cowards. Incidentally, what do you call cowards that fly? Chicken wings. Do that what you want. All right. I wasn't expecting a big reaction out of that one. Okay. You can take that one out. <laughs> but the disciples, a few days afterwards, after the resurrection, after they'd seen him, they decided well, they behaved completely differently. They were totally and utterly changed. So they went from being cowards to full of confidence. They went from being running away to people who were not afraid to stand up, not afraid to speak out, not afraid to actually speak for what they believed in. And they weren't staying quiet anymore. They walked around with boldness, not baldness. There's a difference between the two there. Otherwise, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. But the people changed inside and they changed for the rest of their lives. It wasn't just for a minute, it was for the rest of their lives. And in turn, their message changed the entire planet. That's a big thing to happen. And it's something that is worthwhile thinking about. You fast forward 2,000 years, I um, wasn't a Christian all the way up to the age of 22, um, and then I basically, and I'll not go into this story in great detail because most of you heard it loads now, but I'll tell you the brief bits, the highlights. I fell down a basement, um, long way down a basement, and um, probably about 15 foot, uh, landed on my back. Nasty. You're supposed to look, a bit of sympathy is normally what I get at this point. I'll start again. I landed on my back. That's better. A bit of engagement. So I landed on my back, and it, it hurts. If you fall 15 foot down a basement and land on your back, that really hurts. 
And effectively, uh, for the next few days, I could not walk without severe pain. And I'm talking severe pain. If you've ever done anything to your back, you know that it hurts. And this was absolute agony. So I'm hobbling around. And then I walked into the church. I was just checking out this church at the time. This church. It was this church. And a guy came up to me and said, can I pray for it? Well, he didn't say that. He said, how are you doing? And I said, well, actually, I'm in a lot of pain at the moment. Um, he said, can I pray for it? And um, I thought that was weird. If I'm not, you know, a bit strange, this religious nutter wants to pray for my back. But I allowed him to do so. Don't ask me why. I allowed him to do so. And then I'm thinking, oh, he's going to expect some amazing thing at the end of it. So I thought, I'll lie to him at the end. I'll just say it's got a bit better or something. Um, and so we prayed for it for about 30 seconds. And then he said, so, so how's it? how is it? I said, it's got a bit better, thanks. Please leave. I didn't say please leave, but I hoped he would. He said, well, stretch it around which I've said before, I think is a bit rude. You know, if, if you're going through that, you know, you, 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 I know it's going to hurt if I stretch it. He said, stretch it around then, let me see. So I stretched it around. He's going to see now that it's not got a bit better at all. I stretched it around, and it had got all the way better. It could, I could run out of church. In fact, I probably did. I could run out of church without pain. I couldn't walk on the way in. I said, what on earth did you do? He said, Jesus healed him. Jesus made himself real to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. He made it. <laughs> okay, I'll do it again later. <laughs> Jesus made himself real to me. He actually he did something in my life there, which was an encounter for me, which transformed my life completely. And every single person has different reactions, but that was mine. So Pilate's reaction was very different. He encountered Jesus, didn't he? Would it be fair to say that he had an encounter with Jesus? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, encountered. Um, he was a very interesting chat pilot. I think you could do a, a little study on him. He liked to wash his hands, which is very good these days. Actually, he would fit in very well in today's society, actually. Um, he was uh, that kind of guy. But also, um, he knew that Jesus was different. He wasn't completely in the dark about Jesus. He knew that he was innocent. He knew that Jesus was powerful even. He knew that he was good. Pilate knew quite a bit, and he'd been warned about this whole thing. But what he didn't know was just how important, and what he didn't realize really was how important Jesus was. He didn't realize the true impact that Jesus could bring to every single person that allowed him to. When Pilate sent Jesus to be crucified, he did so really out of one motive, and one motive only, he was afraid of the people around him. Do you ever feel afraid of people around you? No, I don't want to be like Pilate. It's just, a, you know, it's a human reaction. Does anyone ever feel, just don't look down, honestly. You know, I'm not going to pick on you. Unless you are looking down. I used to be a math teacher. If anyone was looking down, I picked on them. Now you have to make eye contact. <laughs> Does anyone ever feel afraid of people around them? Yes, it's a normal reaction. Surely it's not just me. It's a normal reaction. You feel a little bit scared of how people are going to think about you, how people are going to be afraid of you. And, and so, you know, this is something that is, uh, as, as I say, something that took place in those days where he did that out of fear. But it's still, fear is a real thing. But Jesus' death and resurrection offers every single one of us forgiveness and hope. So although he got crucified... And rose from the dead, fantastically, which is what we celebrate today. That whole event 
brings us the forgiveness of sins that we can have, and it brings us an amazing amount of hope. Jesus invites us all into a life free from fear, if we want it. A life of peace, a life of joy, a life where we can enjoy life, if you like, our days regardless of our circumstances, because he puts in us an inner steel, a life that has a genuine future inside every one of us. Often we think, and I'm guilty of this myself, but, uh, you know, it's an, an, an easy one to go for. We think we can only be happy if everything's going in the right direction. We think we can only be happy if we, all our circumstances are lined up and going really, really, really well for us. But he offers us a life which is full of joy and full of peace regardless of what our circumstances are. And that is an incredible thing. We don't have to fear things going wrong with Jesus in our lives. With Jesus at the very center of our lives, we can find true meaning and we can find true happiness. Jesus offers the fullest of lives to every single person who allows him access, to everyone who says yes to him. Jesus passionately desires close relationship with us now and for all eternity. And that's what's on offer. This relationship gives us the strength to overcome the problems that come our way with a joy, an inner joy. He works on the inside of us and transforms us more and more and more for our good, which is crucial to know. When I was a young adult... So before the Christian, and even after being a Christian for a few years, um, I think I've told this story uh, before, I found it really difficult to trust people. I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but I, I, I would keep people at a bit of a distance. So I could have friendship with people to a level. I could have a laugh. I could enjoy people to a degree. But I would keep people at a distance. I wouldn't let people too close to me. I wouldn't let people have um, to, I, I, I struggled, I suppose, if you like, with having relationships with people. Because if they got too near, then I got suspicious. And I struggled with trusting those people. And I don't know where that came from, but I, effectively what I realized was I developed this wall around me to keep myself safe. And it's great, because you don't get hurt if you've got a wall around your heart. You don't get hurt if you are all protected in your inner shell-like place. But it stops love coming in. It stops you trusting people. It stops you enjoying relationships with people. And what happened over the first few years of my Christian walk was that Jesus started working on the inside of me and started pulling down that wall bit by bit by bit. And it wasn't scary because actually what happened was that I was unable to enjoy relationships with people, enjoy being with people. I could trust people not being suspicious of them. And that is something that he offers again and again and again. Not just in that one specific situation, but he wants to work on the inside of us and make us more and more and more transformed. And that is a wonderful, wonderful thing for every single one of us. One of the reasons that Jesus remains so relevant today is because he is constantly working in us for our good to make our lives better. As you allow, as we allow Jesus full access to our hearts, he transforms us into people 
who increasingly make a lasting and real difference to people around us. Our lives will make a permanent impression for the good on everyone that we come into contact with as we allow Jesus more and more in. Yeah, that good. It's a good thing. You look a bit suspicious, but it's a good thing, honestly. Can I have the band up, please, at that point? That would be great. Okay. Um, So there's a couple of things there that came out of the chat show more than anything else, which I uh, I wanted to draw on. And you could find yourself in any one of those things. It doesn't matter today um, from what I've been talking about or what was on the chat show, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian here today. Um, But you may be here today and you may be able to relate to the chat show hosts themselves who didn't know what to make of the stories, didn't know whether it was real or it wasn't real, didn't know whether this was all true. Did Jesus really come back? Is it all real? Is it there? And if that's you, we're going to pray in a minute that Jesus will make himself real to you. That now or in the very near future, you will experience something of Jesus. You will have an encounter which makes it real. Because that's what Jesus wants to do for us, make himself real. And we only have to be open to him. So if that is you, if we can all bow our heads at this point, we're going to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will make yourself real to me. that you will show yourself to me. Amen. Okay. The second category may well be that you're here today or you're watching online and you may believe already that there's a God or you might be kind of thinking that there's possibly a God but it's not currently affecting the way you live. It's not making any difference to to what you do and the decisions you make. And if that's you, if you are in that category there, if you want to see the difference that having Jesus at the very center of your life can make, then please pray this prayer along with me now. And again, we'll bow our heads for this. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying and rising again, that I may be forgiven. That I may live in relationship with you now and forever. I say yes to you living in the center of my life. Amen. Okay, guys. If you've prayed either prayer there of those ones um, or online, actually, if you prayed it in here, can you just raise your hand here, either one of them there? That just let me know. Thank you for that there. That's great. Thank you there. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. Um, so 
if you if you can, then what we'll do is I can speak to you at the end of the service. Um, so I'll just give you some materials and we'll just give you some help to go on in your first steps with Jesus or your next steps with Jesus. And that's great. And if you've done it online, then uh, please get in contact with us on the email. <laughs>